The Dead Show of the Month Podcast. Welcome back to the Dead Show of the Month Podcast. It's me, your old friend Dave, and we're back with another amazing journey with the Grateful Dead and friends. Joining me in studio, our co-host Bob. How are you doing today? Great, Dave. How are you today? Better than most, not as good as some. It's a, a lovely day here in Southern California, and we're here at the end of our three-month journey with the Grateful Dead. It's the third show in three months with at least two things in common with the others. And Bob... I'm going to tell you via email at deadshowofthemonth at hotmail.com. I had a half dozen or so guesses at what we were up to. Hmm. And almost everybody got the first part because I think it'll be immensely obvious when we tell everybody what show it is. But after the first show, Steve C. from Washington, D.C., of all places, not only guessed correctly in, in a way, but like, even did it better than I did it and made me feel stupid. And we'll, we'll, we'll key everybody into that at the end of the show today. Okay, Steve, way and we'll to go. Tell, we'll tell Steve C. from Washington, D.C. what he won, if you will. But the reason we're all here today, of course, is the good old Grateful Dead and Dead Show of the Month podcast number 189 is The Grateful Dead from Paris, France on October 27th, 1990. Bob, a really, really good show on the first real tour, if you will, of the Bruce and Vince era. Right. I mean, you know, they were, and, and it's kind of odd because in Europe is where Keith and Donna went on there f- together oh, as right. a couple. Okay. Yeah. Was their first real tour with Pigpen and the whole, so Europe was kind of a proving ground a couple of times, I guess. Yeah, so this is 18 years after that, right? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and I had some, some good friends who uh, actually went to Europe for the shows and uh, came back with all the great stories and yeah well after the first set here we'll dig into that a little bit because yeah. we'll the people at home listening will know exactly at least part of why these people had great stories because this show ladies and gentlemen it's really friggin good for all of you naysayers you know the final eras weren't good i i can't disagree that they weren't consistently good but they sure hit it out of the park on this one i assure you so let's get everybody to it the grateful dead from the zenith in paris france on october 27th 1990 We'll see you guys back here at halftime. Y'all have a good show. Chopper up and down your carpeted hall. You will think me by contrast quite proper. Never mind, I'll stumble and fall. Never mind, I'll stumble and fall. You have had me sipping champagne from your booth for a taste of your elegant pride. Maybe going to hell in a bucket pit, but at least I'm enjoying the ride. This time enjoy the ride. Yeah, this time enjoy the ride. Yeah. 
deep little shark I'll pretend Somehow baby got hard as it gets With your black leather goose box suspended Your chair and your whip and your pants And we know you're the reincarnation Of the ravenous Catherine the Grey And we know how you love your ovations And the Z-rated scenes you create you create. You imagine me sipping champagne from your booth for a taste of your elegant pride. Maybe going to hell in a bucket, babe. But at least I'm enjoying the ride. At least I'm enjoying the ride. Yeah, at least I'm enjoying the ride. You realize me, attempted despise me, you laugh when I stumble and fall. On your grave. If I'm able to dance, I'll crawl across it. I'm able to dance, I will crawl. Yeah, I'm able to dance, I'll crawl.
patient Stealing women's from their other men
Thank you. 
Plunging like stones from a slingshot on Mars But I'm here by the road Bound to the Lord I picked up in 10,000 cafes and bars Along with the rush of the drivers that won't pick me up The highway, the moon, the clouds and the stars Black-throated wind 
ripper Just like Roger Just like Billy Sunday Shot red times Just like New York City Just like Jericho
down in just a little bit. Jeez, Bob. Yeah. Uh, real nice bird song into Promised Land there from this relatively new lineup and a, and a very f- solid first set overall with some great pacing there. What do you what do you make of that? Brand new. Uh, I, I don't know. I just can't <laughs> imagine. I've, I've been to Paris. I was fortunate to get to Paris and um, can't imagine seeing the dead there. The the reviews I, I got from people who were there uh, kind of went along the lines of a relatively small arena. You know, it's a small venue. Yeah, Paris was small, from yeah, what I heard, too. Maybe less than 5,000 people. And From what I heard, the soundboard was at the back of the place. Really? Yeah. Okay. So that's where the mixing board was at, was was at the back. I've re- you know, you read a couple of reviews. A lot of people are pretty hazy, oddly. A lot of people that review shows all these years later are a little hazy on some of the finer details that we right. might appreciate sooner, you know. But I agree that the consensus is small venue here. Yeah, small venue, Big loud. Sound. A uh, good sound uh, and a fantastic show, and so I think that's what we're getting to hear on on this broadcast. So yeah, this era. This thanks era, for rolling it around for us. No sweat, dude. It, yeah, this era is a lot of fun to listen to. It is kind of the first era, the first lineup that I really, really got into. My first show was a Brent show, mm-hmm. but that was I was just as blown away and mystified at what had happened that day. I wasn't really sure what had happened. We we talked about <laughs> we talked that on about the live it. thing. That's right. So yeah, but. You know, the era where I kind of, you know, then Brent had died fairly soon after. And this Bruce Vince era was kind of where I cut my teeth in a big way going out on the road, if you will, and seeing shows. One thing that strikes me about this era in hindsight is how much Hornsby was really trying and often succeeding at really connecting with Garcia in a way that very few of the other keyboard players did. Yeah. I mean, there's not a ton of video out there of, of Godshaw and Garcia, but there didn't seem to be that Brent and Jerry interplay going on where they were like giggling at each other almost because they were getting off on each other. Yeah. With Vince, I mean, and it's almost as if he didn't exist over there sometimes. You know, Garcia almost didn't even look over there. Yeah, that's kind of weird. But Hornsby, yeah. he really seemed to have himself a good time, at least for a, a long while. And I think that friendship, you know, obviously got made earlier prior to Brent's dying. But I think the musical bond, the night-to-night musical bond, really took hold on this Europe tour. And really, in my opinion, this show right here, even though it doesn't have the sexy set list, and we don't want to give too much away, you know, that that some of the other Europe shows have, to me, this is the most solidly well-rounded played show. Plenty of jamming, Mm -hmm. good pacing in the first set. The second set, as we'll hear, does not lack whatsoever. You know, I, I struggle with the fact that they changed gears so fast from losing Brent, you know, and that and that was an incredible era of music right up till his passing and uh, being able to regroup and bring in new musicians and make it new and different. I don't want to say better, but it was very different and very good. Very colorful. Yes. I mean, there was yeah. a lot of color in it. Uh, Vince was never my cup of tea mainly his tones but i think uh, it was kind of for me a more easier able to overlook some of those uh and at this point his lack of knowledge of the repertoire too but that might go in the favor because the the goofy casio tones might not be there as much if he's kind of lost you know yeah. <laughs> yes <laughs> hornsby exactly. was not lost clearly not if you guys lost. were listening it was hornsby was not lost so uh, for halftime, I have something really, really cool. I, I think they're one of the weirder bands ever mm. created, which is saying something, being that we have a podcast about the Grateful Dead. Uh, but it's uh, Bela Fleck and the Fleck Tones. Oh, yeah. Love those guys. <laughs> Bela Fleck's <laughs> phenomenal. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, and okay. it is as weird as ever. A great recording from December 9th, 1990. I don't know where it's from, and if I do, then I forgot. So I'll forgive me for that. But you guys check this out. Uh, an extremely weird band that we'll discuss a little bit after they do what they do. I, I hope those of you that have heard them before enjoy the hell out of this, and those of you that haven't... Um, <laughs> Space banjo. Yeah, it's this is fun. You'll enjoy this. So we'll see you here when they're all done. Hi, I'm Nicole. And I'm Spiro. And we're, we're the, the Paper, Paper Crowns. Crowns. And you're, you're listening, listening to, to the Dead Show of the, the Month podcast.
Thanks a lot. That was Sunset Road from the Flectones album. Are there any New Grass Revival fans here? Okay. Well, for those of you who uh, don't know New Grass Revival, that was a band I played with for about nine years before the Flectones came about. And we were not exactly a bluegrass band, not really, you know. We, uh, we were kind of a little bit rock and roll. We were uh, had sort of Motown vocals and plugged in and stuff like that. But every once in a while, we would get booked on a traditional Stone Cold Bluegrass Festival here and there in the Deep South every once in a while. And we, we'd pull into these places, and, and the, the sign, the festival sign would be written in crayon, you know, with the S spelled backwards. And the outhouses didn't have any doors on them, and you know. <laughs> anyway, anyway, we had a mandolin player named Sam Bush. Some of you folks know. And Sam would Sam would turn to me and say, "Thela, there's a yeehaw factor of ten." <laughs> and I would say, "Sam, does this mean we're not doing the Madonna medley tonight?" You know what the yeehaw factor is, right? You know what I'm talking about? Okay, well, I wrote a tune about it, and this is entitled The Yeehaw Factor.
A really weird band, Bob, with an odd lineup playing interestingly different music on interesting different instruments. I mean, it doesn't get any kind of weirder for me. Of course, we're talking of none other than Bela Fleck and the Flecktones. All very gifted and skilled musicians in that band. It's only a quartet. Yeah, yes. um, it's a jazz quartet, I guess, with banjos and uh, I don't know. They, it's they, it's definitely jazz, yeah. you know, no doubt about that. But that's about the only defining thing. Weird. Uh, yeah. I mean, you have Bela Fleck playing like an electric banjo that kind of looks like a guitar almost. He fits right in. Yeah. In a weird, not fitting in kind of way. And then you, you bring in, you know, the next bit of weirdness, which is Howard Levy, the multi-instrumentalist keyboards organ harmonica like little jew harps like i mean everything and clearly an ear for where we like music to go and then and then you bring it to future man future man right that's the drummer who doesn't play drums he plays like a guitar that kind of does the drums and (laughs) yeah and he's of course the great victor wooten's brother victor wooten plays bass and i mean he's maybe the only weird thing about him is how freaking good he plays the bass (laughs) But it's, it's, it's a very, you know, it's a very odd band. I, I was fortunate enough to see the Wooten brothers open for String Cheese one night. Oh, really? And huh. they came out and guested with String Cheese. And I want to say that Merle Saunders came out at the same time. Wow. And that was really, really cool. So <laughs> these are amazing musicians. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Bela Fleck and the Flecktones, everybody. Yeah. I, I hope you Thanks enjoyed Thanks for it. that. That's great. <laughs> well, you know, I love the, you know, the, the strain of bluegrass that kind of runs through next to over and under what we kind of listen to here is uh, you know it's varied it's it there's so many different streams of it and and so many people wading into the stream and contributing what they've got into it Uh taking it into new places and whether we go back 20 years i think when uh I think you and I saw a string cheese incident at House of Blues. I think that's when I met uh, Taper Chuck. 22 years ago. 22 years ago. And, uh, you know, I was thinking about that uh, this week because uh, string cheese was up in Red Rocks. They're supposed to play with Phil, and Phil got COVID, so he couldn't play. And instead, they brought over Billy Strings. Here's another (laughs) thing. Darn. What kind of strain of bluegrass is this? It's the highest quality. Um, So uh, Andy Lamb shows up with his dobro, and he just blows things down, too. Uh, Just an amazing uh, uh, genre of music. Anyway, so the Europe 1990 Grateful Dead tour. Oh, yeah, let's go that. Your, your buddy Barry, right? <laughs> yeah, Barry. He was, he was on this tour. Barry and, and Trey, his buddy, and uh, a couple of other folks. And they did, I think they did maybe every show. Maybe they missed one or two just because of the logistics. Okay. But they were on it. They were, from, uh, they were on it. <laughs> from my deep research on this tour where I deep dove, and I, and I don't know if we've done Europe 1990, but when I looked in my records, we hadn't done enough of it. If And I don't think we'd done any of it, honestly. Mm, okay. And there's some friggin' sexy set lists in that you know, week and a half that they're in, in, on continent, no doubt about it, or two weeks, however long they were. It was a quick, quicker than the, the 72 version of Europe Grateful yeah. Dead touring. Yeah. The only clunker that I found, in my opinion, was the first show of the tour was just not not really up to par. But I could have easily played any of the other shows. But this one I found to be like just super solid. And you look at it compared to some of the other set lists and you go, wow, you know, gee, it's hard to not give this to the people. You know what I mean? And, well, you know what? This one freaking delivers. It delivers. So, um, yeah, let's why don't we let everybody hear the second set? 
Okay. O- October 27, 1990, yeah. The Grateful Dead at the Zenith in Paris, France. You guys enjoy this, and we will meet you back here when it's all over.
So 
touch your
Bounces.
Thank you. 
Try. 
sun looks through space. A closer look reveals the human race. Full of hope, full of grace as the human
A very solid and steady show there, Bob, with some truly impressive highlights. The Grateful Dead on October 27, 1990, a, a winner, Bob. A winner. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I really liked the playing in the band sandwich in the second set. There wasn't enough of that, and yeah. it was kind of cool them doing that. It was almost like a big, like a dark star, and there's a lot of dark yeah. stars in this tour that did that, a couple at least, where it was into the drums and out of the space for the full you know, dark right, star experience, right. and this gave the full playing in the band experience kind of not really like a trip back to 1974 but almost like a trip back to 1974 mm. almost, almost. Yeah. with the big fat playing in the band can't imagine 5,000 person arena with these guys blasting away yeah and Stella Blue was absolutely friggin what you want out of Stella Blue for me at least that's mm-hmm. those are the highlights for me I, I enjoyed it immensely immensely oh yeah it was uh, a we were tempted to try to go, but we had a, a one-year-old baby at that point. Yeah, good like, luck with oh, that, dude. This is way hard. <laughs> riding that friggin' train. <laughs> uh, but we did wind up at the New Year's show that year, so I was like, okay. Amazing. That was fun. So, the three-month thing. The three, our little three-month thing. Right. Okay, right. so it, it was pretty easy for a lot of people after the second show to say, oh, they're, they're all from Europe. They're all from Europe. Yeah. So, yeah, that was one of the things, everybody. If you caught on to that, then you're sharper than the average person, uh, Grateful Dead-wise. So, yes, one of the things in common of these three shows the last three months was that they were all performed by the band in Europe. But they were also all all performed nine years apart from each other, which I thought was kind of cool. So it had that nine similarity. We had 72, 81, and 1990. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. So... Steve C. from Washington, D.C., who we mentioned earlier, okay, after the first show, emails me and says, oh, I got this. You're going to do the 101781 Paris show next, and then something from Paris in 1990, nine years later. So the similarities are Europe, Paris, and nine years. And it was like, damn, you know, I didn't even, like, ponder <laughs> doing, we, of course, last month we did 101681. Yeah. In Amsterdam. Yes. Which is an amazing show. I'm glad we did it. But yeah, the next night was in Paris. I I, I, I don't even want to look and see if it was at the same venue as this, because that would just be weird. But yeah, Stephen C., you actually planned it out better than, than I did. So yeah, I can't claim they were all from Paris. But nine years apart, all from Europe. Stephen C., uh, email me like you did before at deadshowofthemonth at hotmail.com. And if you so desire, we will patch you in as a special guest at an upcoming dead show of the month and we can you can tell your tale man everybody has one as, as you've heard steve c from washington dc and, and all of our listeners have have heard this before bob i want to thank you for coming over tonight and listening to some freaking awesome grateful dead music some equally awesome halftime music from the same era as we like to do and just being bob yeah this is great what a lovely day yeah thanks to you and all the listeners out there I hope uh, this helps move you forward in whatever you're doing. Music is a healing, powerful force. We need a lot of that these days. We're in a crazy world. Yes. Uh, This helps center us maybe and gives us some energy to move forward. Yes. Like maybe more people should listen to my podcast. Do you think they want to listen to my podcast? Is that what you're driving at? I think they should. Yeah. There's a lot of of things that everybody in the world should be exposed to and they're afraid of. Yeah. 
but a lot of these shows should be heavily vetted by more of the population at hand. I think so, too. Yes. I agree with that. Heavy uh, vetting. Yes. So what you guys heard today, tonight, or wherever you are while you're listening to this, was Dead Show of the Month number 189, The Good Old Grateful Dead from the Zenith in Paris, France. During their first set, they played Hell in a Bucket into Sugaree, New Minglewood Blues, Jack a Row, Black Throated Wind, Ramble on Rose, When I Paint My Masterpiece, and they concluded the great first set with Birdsong into the Promised Land. For our halftime show, we had our amazing, weird musical friends, Bela Fleck and the Flecktones from December 9th, 1990. For, for the Grateful Dead second set, they performed China Cat Sunflower into I Know You Rider, Saint of Circumstance into Crazy Fingers, into Playing in the Band, into Drums, into the Space, back into Playing in the Band, into that sweet, sweet Stella Blue, and they concluded the second set with Throwing Stones into Not Fade Away. The encore that evening in Paris, one more Saturday night. Amazing stuff. Uh, for those of you that would like to email us, like Steve C. from Washington, D.C. and others did, trying to guess what we were doing, what we're up to, you can always do so at deadshowofthemonth at hotmail.com. That is deadshowofthemonth at hotmail.com. So we will see everybody back here next month with a very cool show from the spring of 1977, Bob. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Fine time. Yeah, fine time indeed. Until then, for my co-host Bob, it's me, your old friend Dave, saying so long from Chino, California. The Dead Show of the Month Podcast. Podcast.